India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Good evening everyone this is the 3rd of April 2022 we've closed positive for the week and we've also surpassed the last week's swing high So interesting closing above the 20 week average gives us a new sign on sense of confidence we've just posted yesterday the weekend with india charts episode 48 completing over a year of the weekend of india charts series and that's a big pack because when we started it last year it was really a means of making our communication about the daily writings much more clearer my writings end up being very very technical and at times uh, you know connecting the dots becomes a little difficult and that's become uh, one way that we really connect the dots and set things right for everyone who's really listening so if you haven't heard it yet go out and hear it out a very detailed view of where we are and where we are headed because we've got some very important signals this week and as we continue to discuss these signals of course my broad market view remains bullish and one of the counter arguments to that has been the economic momentum is very interesting i had to actually make a reference all the way back to 2004 when you had a serious market correction and that serious market correction was after the first wave of rallies that we we had actually seen in 2003 in a six month period the index had doubled and then had started to cool off the cooling off was associated with an election uh, the bjp government had stepped down and asked for an early election although they had still 6 months left to go and when they asked for that election the election was lost and the congress came to power the market did correct and on the final day when it announced that they needed one more coalition partner and would be the left the market hit the lower circuit now that news flow really did not play a part in slowing down the economic momentum that's the important part but for that day because the market went into two lower circuits it was almost feeling like the worst was here which means the economy was dead the market would not move again because historically it was believed that the left left was anti reform and anti business and would really kill everything none of that really happened in fact the economic momentum simply continued for several years to come and that was essentially my view at that point of time as well uh, as i was heading research at share khan and the reason for that view was very very simple that once you've you know set the economic cycle into motion you know you'd you'd actually come out of several years of consolidation all the way from you know 1994 to 2001 the indian economy at least the brick and mortar part of it was undergoing a consolidation the only sector which had done outrageously well was the tech sector because of the external influence and which led to the y2k boom and then the subsequent bear market which then aligned most of the market together into 2001 marked the end of that long consolidation phase so the subsequent bull run that started from there was really not about a single sector but about the economy as a whole and when that started once you get that kind of momentum because it it comes after years of you know people sitting back uh, not spending too much a complete new generation entering the market wanting to upscale and achieve new goals uh, see greater heights in terms of their their personal lifestyle choices and, uh, the aspirations that they have from what they really want to do and where they really want to go and that results in many things happening in terms of consumption different items are consumed whether it's buying new cars buying new scooters buying new houses traveling and all of those things start happening and the uh, economic momentum that builds doesn't really slow down because there was an election 
uh, in between and you actually got a change in government. So it feels that way. That's just feeds on the sentiment in the market. But people continue to do what they are doing and that is really the driver. It's the mood of the public at large that is really the driver of financial market trends. This has in fact been studied in great depth by Elite Wave International and what they've called now as socionomics, a complete detailed study uh, of market mood and behavioral trends uh, in uh, the day-to-day -day lives of people. Everything from you know watching movies to birth rates and so on have been associated with financial markets, including what we are witnessing right now, a war. These kind of skirmishes which occur, which are negative mood events are often associated with near-term bear markets. And uh, the size of the market, bear market can have, of course differ. We've seen the Russian market fall pretty, pretty significantly, but we haven't seen that happen across the world. Uh, even then, uh, social events like civil wars, wars themselves or any kind of uh, upheaval at a major government level or a macro level can uh, always be associated with you know cycle degree bear markets and so they are they are usually larger degree corrections not smaller degree corrections and that's sort of what we've seen i think uh, in many markets including ours some of the other markets have actually seen deeper cuts during this period but we're already seeing a recovery in some of those places for example brazil so brazil has already seen a 50 percent retracement in between the pandemic and started to pick up from there in fact, at the start by January, we had already seen a significant cut in Russian stock prices. And so I actually thought that maybe the correction's done and, you know, things would not escalate, which of course ended up being a wrong view because uh, the decline itself was signaling a negative mood sufficient to, you know, trigger something worse off. There are times when, you know, we've seen corrections and then uh, nothing worse got triggered and things actually improved. In this scenario, we ended up getting a much much bigger outcome in terms of the attacks and the firing, which is still going on. Because uh, then uh, we still don't have, we are still in a stalemate as far as uh, you know Russia and Ukraine are concerned. But many markets have started to recover as they have already discounted the worst. We are already aware that uh, a pa large part of you know Europe is still not going to completely go off buying of you know energy from from Russia. So while there are some negative effects of all the sanctions that the U.S. has put on, uh, it's not going to lead the whole world into either a, a third world war or into uh, an outright uh, slowdown, though there is some slowdown, which is more an effect, I think, of the fears of something happening out of this rather than a real contraction, at least in many other parts of the world. I can't say so much for the US, which is not my closest area of study, but I think everywhere else post the pandemic, there is strong demand for people to really start coming back and living their lives normally, doing the things they were doing before. In India, we can definitely see that in places like travel, hospitality, these trends are very, very strong. The moment you've opened up everything, I was just in Bangalore last week. Flights were packed wherever I flew. Every 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 seat was taken. Uh, the airports are packed. So uh, you're seeing a very, very different trend, I think, uh, outside if you really step out and see what's happening. Uh, the uh, sheer momentum. And so that's what I meant right at the beginning. Once you've got economic momentum, people want to do something. They're going to do it and it's going to have an economic impact. So you just have to figure out which sectors and areas are going to do well and where the demand is. So the domestic demand, at least as far as India is concerned, is pretty strong. And in the meantime, while we've had this correction because of earnings growth over the last year, uh, the valuation levels were had significantly normalized at the lows, you know, when we were close to 15,600. Now, of course, we've bounced back 2,000 points from there. Uh, but what it doesn't change is the momentum higher that we are now witnessing in stock prices, just like the economic momentum that is already built up. Now, one of the 
arguments that I get against uh, this whole economic theory and this probably from the socialist side thinkers or people who are more idealistic in nature, which has nothing to do sometimes I wonder with financial markets is an argument on things like uh, employment. I know employment is a big factor. Uh, even when people study US and they look at uh, you know employment levels and the impact on services because of that, note that a lot of labor has actually been uh, brought into the US also from you know outside uh, over a period of time through immigration. In India, that's uh, really not uh, the kind of trend that we see. We have our own population, which is pretty, pretty large. But what I was really talking about on Twitter is uh, based on, you know, trends that I continuously listen to and read about from various uh, market analysts uh, who are managing money and observing what's going on. And there is this trend, long-term trend towards, uh, you know, AI. And we also are aware that there's been a lot of disruption because of the online world, the way online apps and, you know, various businesses that have built around it have really disrupted the traditional models. These traditional models were very, very intensive when it comes to labor. So all the new models as we are slowly moving uh, towards new ways of doing business are less labor intensive. They are, uh, you know, far more cost effective. And therefore, you continue to get, you start getting the same goods and services, but at much lower prices and all the profitability is really being taken away by these, these companies. So uh, the existence of these kind of businesses and if you really move towards over a period of time robotics and uh, AI technologies in terms of how stores operate and how business is done, then are you really going to be looking at employment in the same places as before? So you'll have to find new places for people to work and do stuff. Uh, but when it comes to markets, they're really looking at companies and their profitability and profitability is not really a function of greater employment. It's always a function of greater productivity. So that's a very different way of thinking about the whole thing. Uh, why so many markets are, or, or companies are actually doing well in terms of their business and why markets continue to reflect that because of a combination of two, one productivity and second is the cost of capital. Now, if interest rates continue to decline, the cost of capital continues to go down. It can also become a reason why markets want to be elevated and at a much higher level. For example, we always went back to a 10 times P in India when interest rates were still at 12%, right, or 10%. Now we are at an interest rate level of, you know, less than 5%. And so in that environment, the valuation base also changes. We've seen 15 to 16 times as the P bottom in 2016 when the market sold off. Then after that in 2020 at around 17 times and the most recent decline uh, last month uh, to around 20, uh, 20.8 or so I think may have been the PE low that we saw for the Nifty. And so this, this is sort of becoming the base. I think somewhere below 20 is where we are beginning to uh, beginning to see the markets find a bottom. And the whole range shifts upwards because interest rates are much lower. Now, of course, in the very short term, we are seeing bond yields rise, uh, not only in India, but also in the US. Uh, US bond yields have been, uh, uh, have been pushing up. In fact, German yields, uh, and I should post a chart of that, they had formed an inverted head and shoulders since uh, the pandemic and then broken out of that and pulled back very sharply recently through the Russian crisis. But all of a sudden, uh, German bond yields turned around and started to shoot up higher. So what really happened? Suddenly you went from a risk off to a risk on trade or is it really the fear of inflation that has driven yields higher? Uh, but all said and done, yields are rising. They're not in a, a falling mode. And despite all these geopolitical angles, uh, which, which would typically have led to falling bond yields if we were in risk-off uh, risk mode, uh, which is when uh, US markets were falling, uh, the decline in yields was very, very meager. So I think the, the markets are paying far more attention to something else that we are probably not taking note of. 
and that is why sometimes i even believe whether uh, you know we think that a lot of the advances we've seen in commodity prices are all linked only to russia i think there's a lot more to it i mean uh, you know initially it was nickel now nickel has cooled off but uh, on friday zinc hit a new 52 week high and it's almost back to an all time high just a few points away from an all time high so what are zinc prices really doing up there you know so suddenly is it shifted from nickel to zinc being a russian problem and tomorrow if copper starts rising will you say copper is a russian problem now i understand oil's angle but i do not understand it being across the board you know so we are also seeing that in steel we are seeing that steel prices have you know gone to new highs Uh, even though iron ore prices have not but steel prices underlying if you just look at the ncdx price or the uh, singapore price or the china price all of them have uh, you know made new highs over the last two weeks and uh, so much for the correction in july of last year which is when the steel industry started to see a correction not just in prices but in stock prices as well right so all stock prices peaked july august of last year after which you have actually seen base metal stocks do much better though producers of aluminium and copper but now uh, with steel prices back at new highs why hasn't the shift again happened from you know investment in base metal stocks to steel stocks so we are seeing a little bit of uptick but compared to prices we are way way behind as far as underlying stocks are concerned and is this all got to do again with russia i doubt it i think i think there's something uh, something much more to it uh, it has to do a combination of what we have been trying to do in terms of reflating the world's uh, markets through a monetary policy uh, which is all the money creation that has already been already taken place and the government stimuluses which are already running and uh, could come back in force in in the in the months ahead if really required or if there are conditions that the governments would think are recessionary in fact i wouldn't be surprised that at some point of time if bond yields keep spiking uh, most uh, central banks will jump in and intervene in the bond market keeping yields from going up too much because clearly there is no interest in you know keeping yields out of control and uh, heart of heart i think most central banks do believe that a lot of the inflation is tra- transitory related either to supply side issues or related to the recent russian crisis and if you remove those two then probably you will not get runaway prices the way you are getting right now now that's one one angle of looking at it the other is that uh, all the monetary policy and stimulus will cause some level of inflation so uh, it may not all uh, all be related to monetary factors but some of it is uh, can be attributed to that so in a nutshell i think uh, financial markets start at least the indian market and that is where i am focused on more than anything else start appreciating that the economic momentum that is already there and the uh, you know a long period of wait that uh, that people have had through the pandemic to really get out and start participating in the world at large is uh, much overdue to come come through uh, the last news item that will really bother people will be the shutdowns and lockdowns because of covid happening in china Uh, which are surprising because uh, you know it should have passed and already happened before but since it's happening only in places where we haven't heard these news flows before maybe it's a localized event maybe uh, maybe for some reason it didn't spread uh, which we really have to uh, go deep into i think the first thing we'll have to do is cut travel with china for the time being till their own crisis passes but for many other parts of the world including india uh, we've seen cases collapse to a degree where they're almost not there in 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 maharashtra we're getting negligible cases and uh, i think starting from yesterday uh, they uh, at least that's what i i read in the news uh, if confirmed they've uh, further reduced restrictions in fact uh, wearing of masks is no more a necessary requirement is what i read in a message and that means that it's no more mandatory and it is your choice so that's a big big change uh, in terms of policy 
because uh, and it also signals the confidence that you're not going to be sitting on top of another wave for the time being that's the thinking and whatever is happening in some parts of the world like i said china and maybe a few others maybe localized events and the expectations of another fourth or a fifth wave at least in in india where there's there's significant vaccination already complete is sort of almost uh, gone so uh, that's i think good news and uh, that's why i said uh, the economic momentum that that has been uh, you know bubbling under because we have a large aspiring population that is waiting to go out there and get things done i think that's going to really show up in terms of how uh, investments and equity prices perform because finally equity prices are a reflection of social mood and confidence in in life itself and that is the biggest driver of uh, financial market trends so i think that sums it up and uh, you know like i said don't uh, miss out on the more detailed analysis we've done in the weekend with india charts episode 48 streaming and you can go and listen to the entire one hour discussion that we do every week on the website or the app android or ios wherever you like it so thank you for listening and see you next time nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.